Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Welcome to episode five of the Freedom to Coach podcast. Isn't this exciting? And today we are speaking about something, coaches, I'm sure you all love working on with yourself and coaching others about it is boundaries. But we are speaking about boundaries in a little bit of a different way today. So obviously, you know, a boundary is something you create for yourself, right? And it really is, is you know, some rules, some ideas you have for you that, you know, if someone else breaks it, it's the consequence that uh, is going to happen from that. But we're speaking about it in a little bit of a different way today because it's the boundaries you create within your business, you know, your business, your life, of course, you know, you created your business to help others, but you're also helping yourself, right? because you want to create a life that you want. So I guess today, Mick, how we're going to talk about how we create that balance, right? So for having your boundaries in place to make a business that's right for you, but at the same time, making a business that's right for your clients. Yeah, and I think that's, um, that's a really important point that often gets mi- missed. It's like, you know, Boundaries are something that we create to take care of ourselves. But as a business owner, we also need to have some boundaries that take care of our clients. So, um, for example, some of the basic things that we can start with as a business owner, some really good boundaries to have in place are your work hours. You know, you decide when it is you're going to work and you set those hours and you are not available to your clients outside of those hours. Mm-hmm. Now, while that is a really fabulous gift to give yourself to have a boundary like that, it is also important that, again, you look at who your client is. For example, if your client um, is a mum of young or a mum of school-aged children, so say you work with parents of school-aged children, then you want to set your work hours that work for you, but that also work for them. For example, three to five in the afternoon or even three to seven is a terrible time to be working with those people. You know, you don't want to have coaching sessions available during those times because they've got school pickup. They've got after-school activities. They've got dinner time. They've got the whole pre-bed routine, you know, It's not going to be a productive time for you if you set aside time during that period to have one-on-one coaching sessions with parents of school-aged children. So you need to look at what works for you but also what works for them. Absolutely, because, you know, your business is 100% about you. You know, it's it's there so it works for you and your lifestyle and, and, you know, how you want to be but you know it's also not all about you 
So you do need to build it that also works for your clients. And it's it's so true that you make that point there, Mick, because for me, in between three and six, I'm usually quite busy. It's another one of my focus hours, right? Mm. And it's, you know, but that's when I love to work again. I sort of have that, you know, lunch and mid-break, walk, podcast, eat, whatever. And then I'm sort of right back into it. But with a friend of mine who has two school-aged children, like she can never do anything between that time. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's really funny because I never remember until she says it to me. She's like, oh, no, I can't. I've got school pickup and then homework. I'm like, what? Whereas I'm busy working in those hours, you know. So it really is something that, yeah, you need to remember. Yeah, so there's ways around it. I mean, like, you know, if if someone is like you, Gem, and it's a really good productive time, that time period, then you just flip your work day a bit and maybe that's the time where you're creating new content. Mm-hmm. It's just not the time where you're hosting live coaching sessions or one-on-one yeah. coaching sessions. Yeah. Again, if but- your client are parents of small children. Yeah, for sure. So that's the time that, you know, works for you, you know, and then you can create some other time, you know, to work with the clients when it, when it suits them and you as well, you know. Hmm. And you can also do things like, for example, I currently and hopefully forevermore, I only work four hours a day now. So I have, I do a morning block and an afternoon block. So I generally work from 11 to 1 and then I work from 2 to 4. And there are times that I've chosen, there are times that I have some space available over the lunch hour because in my other business, I work with um, female business owners and some of them, you know, prefer to be able to have meetings and things over the lunch break. So I need to have some availability. That's why I make myself available from 12 to 1. And it's also, you know, furthering what Mick said right at the start, you need to make sure that you set your boundaries of your business and your working hours up front right and like for example if you're doing 45 minute coaching sessions that's what you do so your client mm. know your clients know you're with them for 45 minutes and then it's finished yeah and you don't want to start pushing over and being like oh you know I'll go to 50 minutes 55 minutes you know because then you're you're sort of violating your boundary and theirs as well right mm. and you know you, you really want to make sure you stick to that but also make sure you tell the client what it is you offer outside of that. You know, do you have email correspondence in between sessions? Can they text you? Can they send you an inbox message? You know, you just make sure that you put all that out there up front. Otherwise, your client's not going to know either, you know, what your package is and offers and what time on top of the session that you offer you know, so make sure you are upfront with it at the start. And it's really important to set expectations about that as well. For mm-hmm. example, you know, I've trained my clients so that they know that if they email me, they'll get a response within 24 hours. Yeah. Because I only work four hours a day, which means I only work four hours a day. The only place I can access or I have constant access to my email is on my laptop which sits in my office, which I only sit in when I'm working. 
I could put my email on my phone, but I don't want to because I only work four hours a day. So in order to support that decision, I've had to communicate that there might be a 24-hour break. And of course, it's going to be longer over weekends. So it's really important that if you do put those things into place, and like Gemma said, you know, with text messages even, well, then it's important for them to know if you send me a text message, it may take me this period of time to respond. Because the last thing you want to do is to be having a knee-jerk reaction with your clients. They send you a text message, you respond straight away. Because chances are if you're setting up that sort of situation, then you're taking away your ability to do focused work because I'm assuming if that's the kind of situation that you run in that you have notifications set up on your phone and notifications are constant distractions that take you away from being productive and being efficient and being focused and doing your best work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your boundaries are also about honouring yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so if you've created something for you, you know, you want to have that courage and, you know, love for yourself that you are following through with your boundaries, with, you know, your expectations of your business. And, you know, it's really common to honour someone else's time, not your own. Mm. Right, and I remember speaking about this um, with you over, over on our other podcast. Yep. And <laughs> <I was> thinking <laughs> that, you know, and it's just it's so interesting because the example I love to use is, you know, if you make an appointment with anyone, a doctor, a dentist, a waxing, whatever, right, you'll make that appointment. You always do. Yeah, I mean, you know, from time to time, they have to count, cancel, that's fine. But when you've got in your calendar allocated time, you know, 9am to 11am writing and publishing blog post, for example, how many times do you put that off, right? Mm. But you've made an appointment with yourself. You've made that with yourself and for yourself. So make sure, you know, you're honouring those boundaries, those time slots for you because your business is about you as well. And how can you grow it? How can you, you know, keep serving and helping people if you're not giving your business that other time, right, to work on it, Mm. to create more value? It's not always just about, your coaching hours, you know, you need to be creating the value on top of that. And it's really about respecting the time, respecting your time. Like Gemma said, if you make an appointment with a doctor, you show up, you've put that time aside to spend with that person and you show up. And that's something that is really important to do for yourself. If you've put the time aside to write a blog post, then it's important that you respect yourself and you show up for that time to write the blog post. And we're going to get into this in another future podcast about consistently getting shit done. And another point I was going to make um, about something Gemma said earlier is, you know, when you set your boundaries and you communicate your boundaries to your client, some people aren't going to like them. 
some people don't like that they may have to wait 24 hours to get a response from me. But the thing is, if I set that boundary and if I consistently enforce that boundary, eventually even the people that complain the loudest about it at the beginning, they come to respect it. Mm. And then it becomes a non-issue. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with yourself. If you set your boundaries and you respect your boundaries, then it just becomes a non-issue. It just becomes something that you do. Mm, absolutely. You know, and sometimes, I mean, if you think about it, it's all just thoughts, right? Because you think, oh, my God, I need to be available and I need to be here and my clients need to be able to contact me and all of this. But if you really think about it and, you know, you go to contact someone else, again, doctor, dentist, whatever, and they get back to you in 24 hours, do you really worry that much about it? Like, oh, here they are. They've replied to me. Oh, they've gotten back to me. Mm. Or, you know, you may set up some kind of automation that says, you know, we'll respond to you shortly within 24 hours. So, again, you're giving that intention out. But I think sometimes we get caught up in our own heads thinking, I need to be available and I need to speak to this person. And, you know, remember at the end of the day, they're all thoughts. And how many times have you tried to contact someone else? Even if you've gone onto a website and it tells you, you know, I'll be in touch within 24 hours and you haven't thought anything else about it, right? Because it's not an emergency. Like you're not, you know, mm. different story if you've got a broken leg, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's so true. So think about it from that way. You know, sometimes we know we need to get out of our own heads, yeah? And, it, yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. And, like, I'd like to pose the idea that as a coach, if you're immediately available to your clients, they've got a question, they've got a worry, you know, they've got a crisis, so to speak, if you're then immediately available to them the moment that they call or they text, you're essentially doing them a disservice. You know, if you're a coach who's doing their job and who's teaching their client how to become self-sufficient and how to think for themselves and how to change their own thoughts. And I, I mean, I find this for myself as well. It's like, something happens and you go into panic mode and you're like, oh my God, you know, immediately this is really high priority. It's really super important. It might not be, it might be, you know, I don't know. The car won't start. No one's going to die. Mm. Your car doesn't start, Mm. but you might just be, you know, or your client might just be in that really, you know, tumble cycle of, thoughts going everywhere and you know the panics going up the stress levels are going up if you're instantly available to them you're not giving them the opportunity to practice what you've taught them Mm -hmm. to practice you know how to slow their thoughts down how to think differently you know you're coming in and saving them it's not giving them the opportunity to grow as you want them to Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So giving space and time and not being readily available all the time is actually, can actually be a real gift to your clients. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, and it's, it's all, it's almost similar to the way you calendar things in, right? 
And we know we get to that point where we have to do the thing at 9am and we don't want to do the thing, right? Mm. But as coaches, we know to, you know, listen to our feelings, practice constraint, do it anyway, right? And it's sort of, it's the same thing, but without managing your mind, you know, at 9am, you're there, you've got to do the thing, but your brain tells you something else is urgent, yeah? Mm. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I've got to go vacuum the rug because that's what's so urgent right now, you know, and you know. Yeah, I was going to say, or something like, you know, I need dog food. I'm out of dog food. I need dog food or I can't feed the dog tonight. Well, that's tonight's problem. It's not a right now problem. Yeah, and just remember your clients are doing the same thing, right? (laughs) Because we're all like, oh, my God, this is urgent. This is emergency right now. Something else needs to happen, you know, and I just I really love that. You are helping your clients as well with their own mind management, right? Because if you're meeting with them once a week, twice a week, depending on how you're coaching them, you know, they do need to do their own self-work in between like we all need to, right? And I think that really is, the beauty of it and you know imagine clients tried to contact you and you know you haven't responded because it's not within your working hours and then you come back and you've got two emails from this client right you've got the first like urgent one and then you've got like a follow-up one that says you know oh my god I you know paid attention to my feelings I listened to my thoughts I tried I did this I did that you know isn't that even more beautiful than if you were to react for that mm, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I had that exact situation there you go it's like a client emailed me on Saturday and went oh my god I'm so sorry you know to be interrupting your weekend which they weren't because I don't have my email on over the weekend but you know it was all it was very stressed and that like this high stress and their panic came through in the email mm. But then on Sunday, I get the calm, relaxed, oh, it's okay, I found this, I worked this out, you know, whereas if I'd responded straight away, I'm jumping in and fixing the problem for them, not giving them the chance and the opportunity to learn and grow for themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, remember, you're setting a business boundaries. They're they're out of love. They are there out of love for you. Exactly. And for your client, you know. So it's it's also really important that when you set your boundaries that you don't do it with a closed mind, that you keep yourself open to different things. For example, in my other business, I've got some clients that only like to use bank transfers when getting paid on their invoices. So, you know, I don't want to have to pay transaction fees I just want people to pay me via um, EFT you know transfer that they have to go in and set up by their bank Um, and these people or one person in particular found that people were constantly paying invoices late so they didn't have a regular cash flow because their clients were late in paying invoices all the time she was getting really frustrated by this and the answer was simply to start using a payment processor. And yes, she didn't want to pay the fees, but 
paying the fees was actually better and more acceptable to her than the stress of payments always being late and payments being missed and her having to constantly chase up the clients. Because in using a payment processor, when people open the invoice, they're able just to click a button and use their credit card, click a button, enter their credit card details, and it was paid. Whereas the old way, you know, they had to log into their bank account. They had to enter her payment details. They had to manually perform the whole transaction. So, you know, initially she was like, nope, I don't want to use a payment processor. I just want that. But then because she kept an open mind about it and she kept a problem-solving mind about it, she was willing then to concede and use a payment processor to make life easier for both her and her clients. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you, you never know what way will be easier for your clients, you know. So don't sort of shut down ways because you don't like it, right? You know, but it's in a way that, you know, make yourself accessible to your clients, but don't make it hard for you either, you know. Like it, it's almost like are you setting a boundary or are you putting up barriers, right? Like they're really... There really That's is a big difference. Excellent way of putting it. Yeah. Right. You you want to create boundaries, not put up barriers. Absolutely. So just, yeah. So just make sure as best as you can you are open and accessible for your clients. Yeah, and it's the same as well for I know uh, for Mick as well. She and then because you know, I learned it was a great idea when she taught me she was doing it, so I do it and I do it too now, is um, like her admin time, right? And within either admin time or whatever you have within your day and your calendar, you and, and now I do, I have phone call email time, you know, and they're the times that you're checking your email and answering the phone. And, and we all know you don't need to answer that phone call. You have a message bank. The message will be left, you know, get back to them in that appropriate time. You know, you really want to be sticking to your boundaries, but at the same time, not creating a barrier. You know, you still want your voice message there. You still want to be contactable, right? Mm. Yeah. And um, like I must say that I, in my, I call it email and admin time. And that is the only time that. I can guarantee that I'll respond to an email each day. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that's the time I've got set aside. The other time that I have set aside is to do other specific things. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when we always have our our jokes, especially when we're doing our, you know, email zero and everything. And then Mick and I tend to flood each other's inbox at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We always do it. Yeah, we (laughs) always do it. But now I dare say I have started doing it to her on purpose just that little bit because I have noticed that we do have the same or we must have that same email type, you know. So it's like open the inbox, there's six from you sitting there. I'm like, well, I'm going to get her right back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll send Gemma an email going, oh, my gosh, finally got my email my inbox to zero today I never thought it would happen so she'll email me straight back with a it's not on zero anymore now is it 
<laughs> See, everyone, that's how you can still have fun in your business, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's just those little things. <laughs> that's right. The little things that bring you the most joy. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yes, I guess to wrap this up, you know, are you creating boundaries or is it barriers? You know, make sure you're not closing yourself off. You're still very open, you're very available, but in a loving way that is a boundary and not a barrier. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, and the most important thing is to find pathways to enable customers or clients to work with you in a way that suits you and respects you both. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.